Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by American Arbitration Association International Trader Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. U.S. stocks are higher amid expanded stimulus measures from the European Central Bank. It was tempered by concern the moves may not be enough to counter a dim growth outlook for the region. We do check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg, and the S&P 500 is up three-tenths percent or five points to 1994. Dow Jones Industrial averaged up a quarter percent or 43 points to 17,043. And the Nasdaq's up four-tenths percent or 18 points to 46.92. Ten-year Treasury's up one-thirty seconds. The yield 1.87. Percent yield on the two-year 0.90 percent. Nymex crude oil down 2.3 percent or 88 cents to 37.43 a barrel. Comex gold is up six tenths percent or eight dollars ten cents to 12.65.40 an ounce. The euro a dollar ten forty-one. The yen 113.72. Filings for U.S. unemployment benefits fell last week to the lowest level in five months. Jobless claims dropped by 18,000 to 259,000 in the week ending March 5th. Yahoo filled out its board, adding two independent directors at a time when the once dominant internet company is facing major strategic decisions and pressure from shareholders about how to salvage itself. Yahoo shares down 1.6% today. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. Well, here's where we are. The European Central Bank has thrown the kitchen sink at the European economy, cutting all three of their interest rates, including the deposit rate, to negative 40 basis points. They increased QE by 20 billion euros a month. They're introducing a new loan program, essentially allowing banks to borrow at almost no cost or possibly even have the ECB pay them to borrow for four years. Not much more Mario Draghi could have done. And what has happened to the euro? It has gotten stronger. Now, one ten thirty. Kit Jukes is in charge of following the moves in the markets for Societe Generale, and he is with us now. Kit, uh, for those of us not in the markets, a bit of a head-scratcher, the market reaction. A lot of people noting that Draghi said, uh, we have done an enormous amount, and maybe we won't have to do more, and that's enough to turn the markets around? Yeah, at least the initial reaction sense of the market was he's thrown the kitchen sink at it, but he hasn't got another sink. There's no sinks in any other room in the house. Um, and, and so we, we took the euro, uh, I guess, 1.5% lower, and um, we held on to that for a bit, and, and now, now we've bounced back. Um, and I think that will, I mean, he's, you know, to, to, in, in a sense, if this is the limit of where they can cut rates to, it's going to be hard to, to, for them to do much more on their own. The, the series of moves that they did look, on the surface, probably better for risk sentiment, better for equity markets. You know, they might be better for the S&P than they are for the euro at this point in time. They are going to put more money in. Um, we are having the prospect dangled in front of us of them buying, continuing to buy a wider range of assets if they need to do more of that uh, over time. Um, but what really took the euro down from the 120s down to down to this level a year ago was the move to negative rates. And uh, while I think cutting rates further can help, um, they they you know they didn't they only cut them 10 basis points. And and the hint that maybe they're done on that uh, has definitely paused the market. So 
Um, if your dollar goes lower from here, it's going to go lower because the, the yield differential between the United States and, and Germany in particular will probably widen further, and, and, and that will push money towards treasuries. Right. Um, and it will widen further. We'll do, we'll do more if, if the Fed looks like raising rates in, in June, it's say, but, uh, but it's going to be pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Kit, we have to regroup from this, and part of regroup is expectations. He will manage them. All central banks will react to what Mr. Draghi has done today. But the only expectation I got is QE1, QE2, and on and on and on. Why will QE ever end? Um, good question. Uh, I mean, I think QE, you know, I think QE either, either does something it hasn't done yet, which is, you know, QE so far as we can see, your side of the Atlantic, my side of the Atlantic has done quite a lot to boost asset prices and very little uh, to boost aggregate demand and to get growth happening. Now, central bankers will say we don't know what, what would have happened if they hadn't done it. But, you know, at some point, either we, we get some growth and we feel less need or we turn around and we say, okay, we, we need plan B. And, and we haven't gotten that far. I mean, and, and, I, th- and I think that is, to, to my concern is, you know, if, if this is a law of diminishing reser- returns from buying more and more assets, um, it's, it's not obvious. It's not obvious. Well, you know, the, the reason for it ending is what's the point going on buying more and more? It puts more and more distortions into the global economy. But and enough already. That that would be the argument against it. I would rather they had cut rates more into negative territory and not bought more assets today. If, in my opinion. They seem to feel that uh, that would be difficult. That it would have an impact on banks. Uh, it must do at some point because if the banks don't pass negative rates on down the line, and you know, um, imagine imagine your checking account in your bank in, in New York uh, costing you money every every month, and how unhappy would you be? You, you can imagine that the first bank that does that and moves to negative rates um, is going to be pretty unpopular, and they might they might lose out. So no one wants to do it. So negative rates are a tax on the banking system at the same time as you're trying to get a benefit in terms of, say, a weaker currency. So, yeah, that, that, you know, and, and it, it's not going to be popular with you know, the German banking industry, say, if, if, you do it, if you do it from the ECB. So there, there are limits. I, I'm not sure they're quite there yet, but, but that, that's what, you know, I think that's what the well, debate within the ECB was about. But that's what we'd like to have you on is the idea of limits. I mean, if, if it's calculus and we're limiting out to some point – did Mr. Draghi identify the vector, the glide path, where we hit that asymptote? I mean, I, I just, I, I that think, asymptote, I just don't see it. I, I think he's telling us that, you know, in a sense, and I would have said that he would have had more impact if he'd had more negative rates, but he couldn't get rates further, so he's doing more quantitative easing. And effectively, he's doing the easier thing to do because he feels, in, in, you know, within within the European Central Bank's governing council that he's not got the support for putting the pain onto the banking sector. At, you know, I, I mean, th- there's, a, there's a big line where once, once banks start passing negative rates onto you and me, I suspect once one does, everybody else will do, and we'll grumble, but I'm not sure what else will happen, and then they'll find they have more ammunition. But for now, I think they you know, really do think they are pretty much out of ammunition. I think that's, that's the problem. And we'll come back on the currency market and say, Unfortunately, to get the euro significantly weaker, you need the U.S. to do most of the heavy lifting. It's, it's how many times does the Fed raise rates will be the big driver here. And, and he's, he's limited on that. And equally, you know, if you send equity indices higher on the back of this buying because you've got an expectation of lower rates for even longer, 
that, that makes them more volatile because they're more vulnerable if everybody, if anybody ever talks about this, this game ending, this game of musical chairs, because you know the, the equity market is so disconnected from the from the earnings stream of the companies. So I, I, we are we're running out of room. Really, we're very close to it now. Uh, as that sinks in, is this what we're going to see with uh, the markets, the reaction that we've seen in the euro, the flattening in the uh, European yield curves? Uh, I think we'll continue to flatten the key yield curve as we say, all right, if we can't do much more we, and we've not got, you know, we've still got not enough credit growth and GDP growth of, of just over 1.5% at the moment, that people are going to look forwards and say, okay, uh, I need to buy more duration, I need to buy more corporate mm-hmm. bonds. I think you'll get you'll get money pushing out into riskier assets looking for yield. Um, and, and yes, and the whole thing, the whole thing could could you know sort of drift down, and mm-hmm. we may get more volatility in equity markets um, and and less volatility yeah. in bond markets. Here's a here's a headline that came out at 9:43 a.m. This was made for Kit Jukes. ECB sees euro at 111 this year, 112 next year, and 112 in 2018. Kit, if you made that prediction at Sockgen, you'd be out of a job. <laughs> What I'd be depressed is, mostly what is, in a bar if that's what I thought was going to happen. What is oh, – a wise one, what do you call on Euro? Can you make some news here and amend your call this morning? Um, I, I think we'll – I think we will uh, – we will get to a point where the beneficiary of this is probably going to be the S&P. That will have a, a knock-on effect to the timing of the next Fed rate hike and expectations of it. I will get the Euro down to 105 round about the back end of this year, but it's going to be quite slow. I'm, I'm going to find other currencies more interesting. Kitchuk, thanks so much for joining us. This is a historic it's day. A, a, quite a Amazing. Day. Uh, I have to say, of all the observations anybody has made today, the best came in a tweet from Alberto Gallo. Very good. There's who noted qualified. that Mario Draghi was wearing the exact same tie today as he wore on the day he made the whatever it takes speech a couple of years ago. So take from that what you will. Yeah, the market up 108 advances 17,100 on the Dow. S&P 500 over 2000, 2003, punch bowl full. Equities rise, and with it, risk on yields after a tumultuous, indeed, historic morning. The 10-year yield, 1.90%. Two-year, now making a dash for 1%. We blow it out to 0.93 on the two-year curve, flattening in the U.S. to show how odd things are. Oil sell, 37.70 on NYMEX. Don't want to make a big deal about that. Gold up $6. A euro, 110.26, up all 27 pips uh, after uh, being much weaker earlier. We need to give a major shout-out to our European economic and government team for providing us with assistance today, particularly uh, with the news flow out of Frankfurt, Germany. We are produced by YUN. Our global technical director is Kenneth Feliu. Stay tuned to Bloomberg Radio for much more on this historic ECB action. It's Bloomberg Surveillance.